0: Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Women's Motorsports Network, and we are recording a podcast today with Carly. Uh, Carly and I have been trying to get together for a little while here, and we finally made our schedules work, and so I'm excited to have her on my show. So, Carly, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you better? Um, Whatever you're willing to share. Go ahead.
1: All right, so I'm 16 years old. I'm from a small town here in Jacksonville, Oregon, uh, or I say Southern Oregon most of the time, but um, super small town. And this is where I grew up my whole entire life. Um, Yep, so I I got two other siblings. I got a sister and a brother, Tanner. And then um, I have two dogs, which they're the best two dogs I've ever had. They are amazing. so yeah, this is kind of just where I grew up. And there's a racetrack very close to here called Southern Oregon Speedway. Um that's where I started my racing career. It's kind of just where um Tanner also started, and then I kind of just followed in his footsteps.
0: Okay. So is he he's obviously an older brother?
1: Yep. He's uh 19 now.
0: Okay. And then is your sister older or younger?
1: Yeah, she is uh twenty two.
0: OK, so you're the baby of the family. Yeah. Oh, I am, too. But I'm not a baby anymore. But I, <laughs> I was the baby of the family and I had two older sisters. So, yeah, that's that's cool. And it's nice that your racetrack is close. Yeah, it's
1: only about, I think, 25 minutes away, 20 minutes away. So,
0: yeah, that's nice. You know, you're spoiled like I am because I have racetracks fairly close to me in about yeah. three different directions. But so many people don't. And Carly, they drive for hours.
1: Yeah. And well, that's
0: we're spoiled.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. Then kind of with our situation, um, there's a lot of sprint car tracks kind of around us, but when it comes to goat carts, there's only one track, which is up in Roseburg. So it's about an hour and a half away. And then the next one is uh, down in Red Bluff, California, and that's where we run our whole winter season. Okay. Which and about how
0: far how far would three. that be away?
1: I think three hours.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So see, you do drive. Yeah. You do drive quite a ways um, to do that. So you're 16 years old and you've lived there your whole life, your whole 16 years. (laughs) So far. so, So far. So tell me, how did you get started? Apparently, your brother started first. You followed in his footsteps. But when did that happen and how did you get started?
1: All right. So back when Tanner was about five One of our um, friends uh, came up to my dad because my dad and my like my mom, they don't uh, they had nothing to do with racing. You know, they didn't they didn't race or anything like that. So um, one of my dad's friends was like, hey, like John, like there's this go-kart for sale. You should get it for Tanner. And then so they kind of thought about it. And then they're like, all right, we'll do it. So it was just like an old like an old QRC cart. And so uh, they bought it and then uh tanner just kind of started racing and at the time i was about two so obviously i was i wasn't starting racing yet um but then once i was about four then i kind of started to like practice a little bit and then by age five i was racing so and that like i said that just happened out here at our uh southern oregon speedway racetrack very local
0: okay And so at the age of five, you know, you'd been around racing already for three years, even though you hadn't been racing. So it was like, no big deal. You just thought everybody
1: did it. Yeah. I thought it was just a normal thing.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so you started at five and then, so now you're 16. What have you been doing the last 10, 10 or 11 years?
1: Um, yeah. So for the past, at least, um, I believe 10 years now, nine years, I just did straight goat carts, um, and then when I was 14, we, we had a sprint car. Tanner already got into sprint cars a little bit ahead of me. Um, but I took the sprint, we took the sprint car out and I kind of just started practicing around age 14. And uh, that's we went up to Cottage Grove, which is about two hours away. So I just we went up there, we did a few practice sessions. I kind of got used to it. And then um, I believe I ran about six or seven races that season just because we were kind of busy with Tanner doing his thing. And I was just in the limited class, and he was doing, you know, 360s and stuff like that. So uh, we just kind of took it slow. And then last year, when I was 15, was about my first full season. I was, we had about 20, 25 races on our schedule, and I only ended up doing about like 16. Okay. So
0: Cottage Grove, now tell me, or do you know who runs or owns that track? Is it a Um, woman?
1: Yes. I believe it's her name's Heather. I believe. Yes. So
0: probably I want to say at least two years ago or maybe longer, I had her on my show.
1: Oh, that's cool. Um,
0: yeah. Because um, somebody had told me about that track and that a woman ran it. And so I had her on my podcast. So I, I, would have to go back and find it, but um, yeah, I, I was thinking so. Cause that name, that name sounded familiar. So you still are racing where, where do you race the most then?
1: Um, so for go-karts, I mainly run at Red Bluff, um, for like the whole winter season and then sprint cars, we kind of just run all around Oregon. I would say Cottage Grove was, um, one of our main tracks last year, Mm -hmm. but I also, um, I also went down and ran, uh, Silver Dollar a few times and then we hit, uh, Coos Bay, Sunset, um, Elma up in Washington a little bit. So kind of just a little bit all over. But I would say Cottage Row was probably my main track last year. So when you
0: go to these tracks, your brother races the same tracks? Yes. So you both go and you both, wherever you're going, you both go and you both race. Yes. But you're in different classes. So you haven't had to race against him.
1: Um, so when I went down to California, we ran the 360s. So okay. any 360 race that um, I ran, he also ran. But when I ran like the limited 360 class, which is just like the kind of like the start class, you know, the uh-huh. beginner class a little bit. Um, he didn't run because we only had like one motor at the time. But OK. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how is that racing against your brother?
1: Um, it's always a blast. It's just it's always so fun. We always get into it, um, especially in go karts. There's been many times <laughs> where we're just, you know, we're so competitive and uh, especially at Roseburg, Roseburg's always the track that Tanner and I always get into. So, um, but it's, it's a blast, you know, I love, you know, starting side by side with each other. And, yeah. you know, we always try to not wreck each other, but getting into each other a little bit, kind of get into, into into each other's heads. So. There you go.
0: More so into your, into his head, not so much actually into his car, yeah. but have you ever actually wrecked each other?
1: Yeah. So about a year ago at Roseburg, Um, I was kind of playing some games on my start a little bit, just trying to confuse him and stuff. And uh, I slid up on the start and I wanted to go block the bottom because I knew he was going to slide me. And he was there and he just hooked me and we both wrecked. But it was just hard racing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you had to get it out of your system, right? Yeah. To get that, get that going. And now you probably don't do that quite as much as you used to. But I mean, if you're not going to be competitive with your brother, who are you going to be competitive? Yeah. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, you go to high school, I take it. Yep. Yep. What do your friends think about you racing? Are there other kids that go to school with you that race or are you pretty much the only one?
1: Um, so all the way up to about ninth grade, I went to high school. I'm on, I'm doing online school now.
0: I wonder, Okay. But,
1: um, yeah, so a lot of the kids actually, they either like rode dirt bikes or, you know, kind of just like rode quads or something. They didn't really know what, like I really did. Uh-huh. And, um, I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't going to school and kind of bragging about, oh, I won you know, what, you yeah. know, like a yeah. typical thing. I just kind of, you know, went to school, my own business, kind of did my thing. Okay. Um, but then there was some kids that, you know, knew what I did and asked me about it. And uh, some of the teachers would ask me about it. But it was nothing that I really talked much about in school. OK, and I, I kind of wondered if you online school, because a
0: lot of kids that race do online school now, which is way more normal, yeah. ever, especially since the pandemic, than it was prior to that. And so yeah. um, a lot of kids that race that I talked to. Um, especially kids in high school, that's what they're doing. So I kind of wondered if you did that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're not racing, or maybe there's not a time that you're not, but if you're not racing, what else do you like to do?
1: Um, I like riding dirt bikes. Okay, It's super fun. Uh, I love snowboarding here and there a little bit. We just got like eight inches of snow. So I know you're
0: sending it our way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I live in Michigan. We have like this little play snowboard and uh, just me and my siblings, we'll just go outside and kind of go sled and have fun and stuff like that. But um, if I'm not racing, I'm normally just in the shop working, or uh, my parents have a family business that I work at a little bit here and there every day or every other day of the week. Okay. so, yeah, I'm not, I don't do too much when I'm not racing.
0: Okay. Cause that
1: takes up most
0: of your time that in school, I'm sure, you know, um, school takes up time, even if you're not at the school, right? Right. So do you have any lucky charms or traditions or anything that, um, you have in your car, you wear a special shirt, anything like that?
1: Um, I feel like when I was younger, I definitely had like maybe a lucky shirt or like a lucky hat. Um, but I don't think, like, as of right now, I have anything special. Okay. Um, we've had some sponsors give us some like Lucky Charms that, like, oh, like you know, for the past ten years in our company, this was super special to us. Like, here you go, you guys take it. Um, oh, so we nice. have that hanging up in our RV. Okay. But um, nothing that I can really think of.
0: Okay. All right. And do you have any kind of a nickname, or what? What do they call you at the racetrack?
1: Um. I don't have a nickname right okay. now when I was younger, when I was about from, from like ages five to nine, they would always call me cutie pie Carly. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I like kind of like grew out of that and I don't really have a nickname right now. OK.
0: All right. I can see why they called you that, though. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, so in when you're racing, are you racing like in a series so that you're racing for championship points? Um, is is it more just track? championship. How's that working?
1: Um, so yeah, so the go-kart, we run for a championship, um, down in Red Bluff. So there's 12 points races. And if you run all 12 points races and it kind, it can just, you get points throughout the night. Um, but obviously, you know, you want to qualify good, run good in your heat race and make the main. Yeah. Um, if you did that for all 12 points races, which is very hard to do, um, then, you know, you'd be probably top 10 in points. And then after 12 points races, they have this big race called the uh, West coast nationals, which is three days of racing. And it's for like a big gold Eagle, which is really cool. So that is um, cool. That's for goat carts. That's what we do. And then for sprint cars, we don't really run a series, a certain series, um, We'll run different series, but not full time. Okay. It's just, it's running a whole series is definitely different, like hard. Oh yeah. Um, Because, you know, we go to the Midwest and run sometimes. Uh, yeah. The Tanner will go. So it's not like I'm going to be at home running a whole series. So. Right. Right.
0: And, you know, some, some people that's, they're just hell bent. That's what they're going to do. And they want to win that series championship. And I get that. And then, you know, the other side of that is, that really confines you to where you race. And, and so I, you know, I, I can see the benefits of maybe not running for a championship. Yes. It's cool. And it's something that you can brag about and you have the trophy or whatever you get. But the fact that you can go to the Midwest, you can go to California, you can go, you know, to Washington or wherever um, gives you more flexibility and probably you're racing against, people that are different. Yeah. So you're not always racing against the same people. And and I kind of like the diversity of being able to go to different tracks. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's, the, that's the fun thing of sprint cars. And when you get to the Midwest and like, if we lived out in the Midwest, I would say that we would probably do a series out there. Right. But um, Where we're at, there's not that many series. Um, yeah. And the series kind of, you know, just conflict with some of the big races we want to do. They're not all yeah. lined up where you could hit where you could run a series and then say the series has a break and go hit a big race. There's just, there's not that. So. Right. They're held on the same night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: So, um, so when you go to the Midwest, have you ever been to Knoxville? Yes. I got my Knoxville shirt on today. (laughs) I don't know if you can see it. We, uh,
1: we went to Knoxville two years ago for uh that was tanner's first time racing uh we okay. only did the knoxville uh, 360 nationals
0: okay and we were
1: supposed to go um last year but i ended up breaking my back in a pretty bad sprint car wreck oh,
0: dear. on july
1: 4th and so we were oh, just like
0: yeah
1: by the time you know knoxville 360s and 410s happen i just it's only gonna be like a month it was a month would have been a month and it was just and i was just in pain a lot and so we were like you know what we'll scratch it We'll hit it next year. Yeah, for
0: sure. So I've been to Knoxville the last two years for that. I have a friend that lives in Pella, okay. and uh, she's her husband actually does fire safety at the track, and she okay. has a motorsports-type business as well. And so, um, yeah, so I've been there. So you, we were probably there on the same <laughs> day or whatever, and but we didn't know each other at the time. And then I also go to English Creek. Okay. Have you heard of English Creek?
1: Yeah, um, we were wanting to... We wanted to hit it, hit one of the go-kart races there one time, but we never yeah. got a chance to.
0: So they have their nationals on, I want to say, like Monday and Tuesday mm-hmm. of the same week then as then that weekend is at Knoxville. And yeah. so um, the there's it's out in the middle of nowhere, and there's mm-hmm. – trucks and cars and stuff just everywhere. They're just all parked everywhere. And so that's a really fun little place yeah. to go. And, um, yeah, it's, it's actually very well known. It's out, but it's out in the middle of nowhere, but being by Knoxville, it kind of brings those people, yeah. um, i in. And so, Um, that's always been fun to go and watch the kids that race there, mostly kids. Uh, There are, you know, there are some adults also that race there, but, um, I go to watch
1: the kids mostly. So,
0: so what's your car color and number and how did you choose those?
1: Um, so my car number is 22 C and, uh, my sister raced for about one year. Um, Tanner broke both of his arms when he was leading the championship or like going into the championship. And so my sister we're like, okay, well, like, Carissa, why don't you sub for Tanner? You know, just like, why not? We just needed somebody. And she actually ended up winning. Really? Yeah. And she's like, never raised. She just kind of watched, you know? And so she ended up winning and uh, Tanner won the championship. And then she was like, all right, I want to race. Well, that only lasted for about a year.
0: Okay. And then
1: while that was happening, I was kind of getting into it. And, um, I don't remember my parents really ever asking me if I wanted a number or anything. Um, but I was just like, I guess I kind of just like got the number from her. Um, so yeah, that's my number 22C. Okay. And then my car colors are like yellow, red and black this year,
0: okay. but I've done,
1: I've done different paint schemes for the go-kart, like blue and black or, um, like a silver and like shiny blue kind of, but okay. it kind of just switches up every year. Okay.
0: All right. So you don't have a, a, a color that you always have to use, except I kept hearing blue. So that must be your. Yeah. Favorite. Blue Blue is
1: one of the main colors. All right.
0: So uh, let's go back. I want to know about what happened when you broke your back and how did your brother break two arms? He broke both his arms at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God. So
1: he was at a friend's birthday party and he was doing the monkey bars or whatever the rings they are. And, um, my mom's like, all right, Tanner, like, let's go. He's like, Hey, one more. And he just, that's just yeah. when, yeah, he just fell and uh, he went to like put his hands down and they just broke. Um, the good thing was, is the friend's birthday party he was at, um, the mom is like, she works in like the ER and stuff. So, okay, yeah, they just oh, drove in the ER and he wasn't, he wasn't out for too long. It was during the summer when it happened. So it was kind of like, a reset um, for the winter time, but and then uh, so my back situation it happened on July fourth, twenty twenty two, and uh, we were we were at Cottage Grove, I believe it was a two day show, and uh, I was leading the race. It was pretty hooked up, kind of right around the bottom, but I found like the grip in the middle, and I kind of just drove around uh, the first like two cars or whatever, and so I got the lead probably around lap nine. And uh, I just there was I think it was a 30 lap race, and on lap 27 there was two lap cars ahead of me. They both ran the bottom, like in the corner, and coming off the like coming off of the four, I uh, I went to go around them, and I got past one, and, but the 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 second one, he didn't know I was on the outside of him, and he just hooked a right, and it put me right into the wall, mm-hmm. and then uh, I flipped about 75 yards from where I hit, which was right next to the flag stand. And I actually flipped like 30 feet down into like the Creek. Like oh, nobody God. knew that exit was back there. And so, um, I had a pretty hard impact on like my right tire hit a tree and they think that just like really, you know, gave me the job that broke your back. Yeah. And then I landed down on my head and it flipped my car over to my side, but I had like tree branches all in my cockpit and, uh, both, wow. both of my rear tires came off the fuel tank, the fuel cell came off. So there's fuel everywhere. And um, I was just, I wasn't, I didn't even know I was like, like hurt. I was just focused on, I need to get out of this car because I kind of knew where I was. Um, I didn't black out or anything. I kind of just closed my eyes a little bit, but um, my focus was trying to get out of the car. Cause I knew there was fuel everywhere. I could see the oil dripping. And I was like, feel, brush, that doesn't go well. No. Um, but then it took about like f- three to four minutes to get people to me. And I was just like, what the heck? You know? And I'm just, you know, I'm upside down trying to get out of this car that I like. And then I could barely move. Yeah. And so, um, but then people got to me and it took them a little bit to get me out of the car just because um, I run a halo on top. Yeah. And they had to cut the halo to like lift me out. And they didn't really have the right tools. And so it was a little bit of a struggle. But then they got me out. Um, The ambulance showed up. And then I just, they took me about 30 minutes um, to Eugene. And then that's kind of where I live for the next four days. Wow. But, you know, Carly, really, you were so lucky. Yeah. I um, mean,
0: that sounds crazy to say. But after you just described how far you hit and you hit mm -hmm. a tree and you were upside down all those and the fuel. Yeah. So many other things yeah. could have gone wrong and they didn't. Yeah. And so I, I actually broke my back. Um, I passed out and fell and cracked. Um, and so I have, uh, I don't know what you have in your back, but I have two rods and 16 screws in my back and it's <laughs> fused yeah. from T3 at my neck to T11. And so I have a lot of issues with my back. Do you still have issues with your back or Um, is everything healed?
1: It gets sore here and there, but for the most part it's healed. I didn't have to have surgery. Um, it was my, so it was like my T3 and my T4 Mm -hmm. very compressed. Um, so they called it a compression fracture. Yeah. So it was just, um, I, I was in a brace for about three months and, um, it was a little bit was a little bit was compressed on my T2. So they gave me like a neck brace to wear. Right. Um, that didn't really last me that long. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I wore my, my back brace for three months straight kind of, and yeah. uh, I could take it off to sleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, the whole situation, it was just a bummer. Cause I knew, I knew it was going to take me out of racing and I knew um, like the effect it was going to have. Cause I haven't, I got in a race car or a go kart about three weeks ago. Okay, so that was the first time back, and uh, I didn't have issues or anything like that. Um, like I said, just a little bit sore, yeah. but I kind of expect that. Um, right. But we just recently had a doctor's appointment, and my doctor said I'm healed up, and so good. Good. We should be good.
0: Good. Good. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to hear that because, as you know from having that happen, if your back hurts, your whole body hurts. Yes. It really does, and people look at you like you're crazy, but that's re- that really because it affects your sciatica and your yep. leg and your whatever. So, yes, well, I hope you never have another back issue for sure. So, we've talked about probably the worst thing that's ever happened. What's the most memorable good thing that's happened?
1: Um, I think it would have to be my first print car win just because it was at my hometown track. It was, is that actually out of the Southern Oregon Speedway. And uh, we had family, we had friends, we had um, fans from, you know, followers that just follow me and stuff like that. So um, it was, it, I wouldn't say that, it was a crazy amount of people um, for like racing wise. Uh, they're like, for like competitors and stuff. I think there was only 10 cars or so. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I would say that's probably one of the m- most like memorable things in um racing just because it's just like i said in front of my family and my friends um everyone came out just to watch me like race and i was like okay like you know and then i started on the front row and um one one lane right around the top taking rubber and so it was just it was a blast i had fun that night
0: yeah and uh, it was the perfect setup yeah yeah front row family friends and there you go yeah that's really cool that's that's very cool so when you need to work on your car or something has to be fixed, are you a hands-on Are you learning or is it? Yeah, you are.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I kind of do a lot of my own, um, not like setup wise, but when it comes to like stagger, changing gears, um, cleaning the injectors in the motor, checking spark plugs, I'm kind of like that maintenance person where I'm very hands-on. I want to know what's going on. Um, We have our crew chief when he does um, the setup, I'm kind of there watching, trying to figure out what he's doing, why he's doing it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just for the most part, very hands on. I want to learn. I want to get to know my car, you know, more because I think that's one of the best things. If you can know your car and know what you did to your car, it'll only help you more out on the racetrack. Right.
0: Absolutely. For sure. So who does help them too besides you who helps you like on race day or get the car ready?
1: Um, so, getting the car ready in the race shop—it's just uh, me, my brother, and my dad. Uh, we kind of do it all. And then our crew chief, Brian Crockett—he—he um, he lives up in you know Cottage Grove area, so he can—he comes down and he'll help us. And he'll travels each racetrack, and um, he kind of does the setup at the racetrack. And then, like I said, when we're here at the shop in the garage, it's just Tanner and I—you know—cleaning, maintaining, getting it ready to go. And then um, my dad helps out as well.
0: Okay. So what about marketing partners? Do you have anybody that helps you that you'd like to mention?
1: Uh, yeah. So um uh so Ed Boyd Racing, he's helped me for the past about almost five years now on the goat kart He's done all the setup and he takes care of the car during the week. Um, really good guy, helps me a lot. Uh Earth and Environmental, they help me on the sprint car, they fund um my tires and pit passes. And then Truck Shop Motors, they help me um, back on the go-kart side of life with uh, he rebuilds all my motors and gets them, you know, okay. good to go. Um, and then ABC Powder Coating, they do all my powder coating for me. And uh, they make everything look really good for my first race back. Yeah. And then um, Kevin Share Designs, he designs all my uh, sprint car and go-kart. So. Okay. You've got a
0: lot of really good Good partners, yeah. All, all the people that you need to look good and run good, both yeah. for sure, yeah. So we know that every day is not a great day at the track. Some days things just don't go well. How yeah. do you deal with a bad day at the racetrack?
1: Um, it's definitely frustrating, and I I kind of get frustrated a little too easy when like something goes wrong. Um, but we try to get like the problem fixed very quickly, whether it's a blown up motor or I've had my uh, torque tube break on us, Um, whatever it may be, even like the hardest things, changing a rear end, um, changing a drive shaft, whatever it may be, we kind of just keep our head up and uh, just get right to work. Whether, you know, anything breaks, anything goes wrong, whatever it may be, we just try to get the issue fixed and get us back out on the racetrack as fast as we can. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Because –
0: You know crying over it or i mean it's easy for us girls to cry sometimes we just have to get it out of our system but we also that doesn't really solve anything other than we let that emotion out yeah we you just have to get back on the horse as they say you have to you know figure out what's going on and get right back at it so what's your favorite part of being a race car driver
1: um definitely the fans that come out we've met like the best fans that i've ever met Um, especially in the Midwest, we have tons of fans out there who will drive like four or five hours just to come say hi, you know, watch the racing aspect. Um, So I think the fans are probably one of like the biggest part of my racing career and like the best thing too. So um, that, and then being on the track, winning races, of course, um, and just learning. Yeah.
0: So do you have a a special fan that
1: or do you have a, it sounds like you have a
0: lot of fans, but do you have a special experience fan experience or somebody special that is just, you know, that one that stands out above the rest?
1: Um, I, th- I think there's, there's a few fans that actually from that are from Knoxville who okay. would um, bring us certain things um, or, you know, paint pictures. Um, and they would send us, send them to us in the mail. So Okay. Um, I think the fan mail sometimes that we get of like the photos that get painted or drawn of us. I think those are probably the coolest ones.
0: Oh, yeah, because
1: those are things you can keep forever. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what is something that you'd like to improve on with your driving?
1: Um, Well, just kind of I think one of the biggest thing is to improve on is just kind of getting back to myself when I get back in a sprint car and just kind of, um, you know, cause I, I wouldn't say I have to relearn everything, but I definitely got to. Get back to where I was, and then to grow from there again. So, um, yeah. just kind of improve on, you know, keeping my head up out on the racetrack, and um, just kind of yeah. finding the right line. I always kind of mess that up a little bit. I'll run the bottom when I'm probably not supposed to be running the bottom, or okay. try to run in the slick when you know it's slick. So, yeah, just kind of improve on all of it. Okay,
0: all right. So you're 16. What are your what are your goals for for your racing career?
1: Um, just to kind of keep racing every chance I get and kind of grow and uh maybe hit some of the bigger series as I, you know, get like grow and get bigger. And um I think it'd be fun one day to run maybe the all um all star circuit of champions. Yeah. That series is gonna be cool, and then maybe run some all-star stuff or um World of Outlaws stuff. Oh yeah. Um here and there. And uh that that takes a lot um to even run a full series. But just if I could hit one or two races um, here and there or if they, you know, come to the West Coast or whatever it may be, just kind of, you know, get some like I need more practice with better competition to kind of help me learn.
0: Yeah, that's that's always good. And and you don't go into it, you know, necessarily thinking that you're you're going to win. You're there to hopefully do your best and maybe win. But it's also about getting the experience with those drivers Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're a woman in motorsports. obviously, that's what our theme is here. Um, have you, have you ever had, or could you say there's been benefits from being a girl? Not, you know, have there been challenges to being a girl running against all these guys and, you know, ha- or has it just been, nope, they, they accept me for another racer?
1: Yeah, I think um, when I was, a little bit younger, they were like, Oh, you're a girl racing. Like, you're no good, whatever, whatever it may be the comments, whatever. Right. Um, but as I grow up and as I keep racing, I definitely get more eyes turned towards me. And, uh, I get a lot of people, you know, messaging me like, wow, that was such a good race. Like, you know, there's only so many girls, you know, in racing and you know, you're one of them. That's so cool. You know? Um, but I haven't had a lot of hatred towards me. Um, I think a lot of it's been positive and I think one of the biggest benefits from it is just kind of, um, I would say that a lot of more people kind of want to help me a little bit and they want me to, they want to help me learn more is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, so I've learned a lot kind of just off of, you know, being a girl in the motorsports of racing. Yeah.
0: And it probably helps that you have a brother that's racing, you know? And so, um, I'm sure if anybody gave you, any trouble, he'd be right there to your defense. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Tanner's really good with, you know, the social media aspect, you know, YouTube channel, you know, Facebook posts, whatever it may be. Okay. Um, He's pretty good with it and I'm trying to get better with it. I'm not as much social as I probably should be, but um, okay, it's, I'm getting there. It's, you know, something I work on, but. Yeah.
0: Well, you can only do so much at a time, you know? And so um, um, don't, don't feel bad that you can't handle it all because you're still doing school too. So, you know, that's, that's uh, important. So if a mom came up to you and said, Hey, my daughter looks up to you or her son too, whatever looks up to you. um, Is it a good sport for kids to get involved in? What would be your advice?
1: Um, I would definitely think that it would be a good idea to look into it. If you're, you know, your kids are wanting to, um the sport of racing is so much fun like I've made you know really long friendships out of it I've made um friends that we call family now right you know it's just it's one big like community of just friends and family and especially you know if you have a local racetrack um I would say, you know, take your kids out to your local racetrack and just let them kind of have some laps and let them go run around in the dirt with the kids and you know roll down the hill out back or whatever right. it may be. Right. Um, but yeah, I would just say go for it, you know, try um, and don't be like so hard hard on your kid, you know, if they're they're just learning. I see a lot of parents that are a little bit too hard on their kid. Yes, I do too. And I'm too. like you know, they're just, you know, they're only, you know, seven. They're not, you know, who right. knows that they might not want to do this their whole life. They're just doing it for fun or yeah. they're just, they just want to come to the racetrack to hang out with their friends. So, right. Um. Yeah. Right. I would just say, go for it. I like that piece of advice because more parents
0: need to hear that. Um, you know, as a, I, I have 15 grandchildren. So my perspective on how you look at things that your kids are involved in is different than when I maybe was a parent, you know, and I, I can sit back now and see that um, you have to let your kids develop their own passions. And sometimes if you shove them into baseball or softball or gymnastics or whatever, and it's really not their passion, then it becomes work and it's not, Mm -hmm. not fun anymore. And when they're seven or 10 or 16, it needs to be fun. Yeah. I, I, my daughters all played, my daughters played basketball. They did cheerleading and things, but I remember one of the basketball coaches um, was really tough, Mm -hmm. you know, and he thought that they should live, eat and breathe basketball when they were freshmen in high school. Yeah. And I get that he wanted to have a winning team and we did, we had a really good team, but you know, he was just, he just pushed and pushed. and, And I said to him one day, when it stops being fun, then we're done. And he just kind of looked at me and this was the coach and he was young, Yeah, you know, he was younger than me. And so we have to remind the parents that when it stops being fun, then you're done.
1: Yeah. And I've, yeah, I've had a similar situation kind of with, I used to play basketball through my middle school and, uh, my coaches were just kind of pushing me so hard because they thought I could be, you know, a really good basketball player. And I I was, I would say I was all right. I was, you know, I I can make some shots here and there. Um, But they thought that I was going to go like pro with it. And that was just something that I wasn't wanting to do. Yeah. Um, I think basketball is really cool and I love to go, you know, shoot hoops here and there or whatever. Um, But yeah, they were just pushing me to go pro and I was, I wasn't, that's not where my head was, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. So that that was really good advice for sure. So um, you said you don't really use social media that much. Your brother does. Does he post for you as well, or is
1: no? Um, we kind of uh, so like I have my racebook facing page or Facebook page. I have my personal page. Um, whenever I want to make a post on my racing page, I kind of just like clarify with him. Like, does this sound right? Am I using the right words? Or okay. Um, like, oh, I have a new YouTube video coming out. All right, let me make a post about it. Like, okay. you know, um, so we kind of just make sure we're on the same page with that. All right. And then uh, we both have our YouTube channels. So he helps me out with that a little bit. If I can um, create the video and kind of make it or whatever, he can kind of help me edit it and uh, just kind of make sure it looks good to be, you know, published out into the world.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. It sounds like he's, he's helping with you. So what's the name of your pages so that people can follow you if they want to?
1: Um, it's just Carly Holmes is just my YouTube channel. And then Carly Holmes racing is my Facebook page. Um, I post, you know, about my whole racing and stuff on both of them. So, okay. All right. So Carly Holmes,
0: and you can find her on YouTube and Facebook. What about Instagram or anywhere else. Do you have any um, other platforms? Instagram
1: just Carly Holmes. I Instagram's something that I, I kind of struggle with posting on just because it's kind of a platform that I feel like not a lot of people use. Um, I used it, I feel like more back like when I was like a little bit younger, like middle school. Um, so I, I don't really post much on there, but okay.
0: All so just right,
1: Facebook and YouTube.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good. And so you've been racing this winter, right?
1: Yeah, I raced about two times.
0: Okay, and so what's your schedule look like coming up, or for the summer?
1: Coming up, so I we want to do at least twenty races for the go, uh, for the sprint car. Um, I think our first race is either I think sometime at the end of April, maybe um, beginning of May, and it's going to be um, right up in uh, Douglas County Fairground, which is Roseburg. Okay. So about hour and a half. Okay. It's a new track. It used to be asphalt, and now they just changed it to dirt. Oh, fun. So, it's going to be really fun. And, uh, I'm actually super excited for that track. Oh yeah. That sounds fun.
0: They went from asphalt to dirt. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. So Carly, what have I not asked you about that we should have talked about? You should have shared about anything at all.
1: Um, I think we hit like the main points about my racing and, uh, I don't think there's much more to it. You know, okay. just that I'm a, I'm a girl in motorsports who just wants to live her dream, yeah. uh, which is to race, you know, as much as I can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, oh gosh. And I love, I love talking to girls who love motorsports. Yeah. It's just my passion and sharing their stories and, and, you know, letting other people know what you're doing, where you're doing it. And, you know, we may have somebody, listening in that's like, Oh, I've never, you know, I live in such and such a town. I, but I've never been to the races. Yeah. Maybe I'll go watch Carly race. Yeah. And you never know where those fans are going to come yeah. from. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you taking time. I know you're a busy girl and hopefully I didn't cut into your homework too oh, much today. No, not at all. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Do you have any last words that you'd like to share?
1: Uh, thank uh, you, you for you having mind. me. I, I'll enjoy talking to you about, uh, racing and, uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. And so Carly, one of the things that, um, I have a, I do a live show on social media, which is on Facebook, um, on Wednesday nights tonight at seven o'clock Eastern oh, yeah. time. And so one of the things that my co-host always said, Brett Timmerman is, has been my co-host. He's had to take some time off, but one of the things he always says is, um, once we talk to you and even through StreamYard or Zoom or however it is, you feel like you really get to know the person yeah. better because you're talking like face to face. He always says, you know, we love our racing family. And after we have you on the show, then you're part of our family. So welcome to the family.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Will you have a good season. Stay in touch, Carly. I will. Um, Tag Women's Motorsports Network when you post things, and For that sure. way I can find you easier sure. amongst all the things that get go through my feed. And uh, if I can ever do anything else to help you, or you're going to make a big announcement or whatever, be sure you get a hold of me. And I will. And have a great season. Thank you. I really
1: appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you.